Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome back. It's Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. Local author joining us here. It's actually kind of a cool thing that we get to talk about a new book called Have Pool Q Will Travel. And joining us is the author of that book, Mark O'Brien, thank you for coming on to KMOX. Ryan, thank you much for having me. I am looking at the cover of your book, and it's the book in the story, uh, and really, you getting to know St. Louis Louis Roberts. Who was St. Louis Louis? Louis was the most charismatic and entertaining pool player on the planet for about two decades in the 70s and the 80s. Now, he was also a natural comedian, and he also won countless nine-ball tournaments, including the very prestigious U.S. Open, and he won that twice. Hmm. And if you could afford private lessons with Louis, it was well worth it just for the entertainment. Private lessons alone. So mm-hmm. he was doing all kinds of different things. But there was a uh, the way people look at pool today versus the way it was, I think the culture and the atmosphere is a little bit different. It was something that kind of like boxing, you know, boxing, if you go back a couple of decades, much different than how we look at boxing today. And pool was like that. Oh, exactly. It used to be like, you know, the back, dark, smoke filled room, a lot of degenerates gambling, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. It's no longer like that. You know, the, uh, the new pool rooms, they're, uh, man, they cost a lot of money to open and the equipment is really high dollar stuff. And, yeah. uh, unfortunately the COVID has shut down quite a few of them, but, uh, we still have some decent ones here in St. Louis that are open. You know, so that's yeah. cool. Billiards or pool. It's almost like you, it's more sophisticated when you call it billiards. Uh, as opposed to pool. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's there's no, no. question. Uh, you remember okay, so, Minnesota Fats, correct? No, I, you know, in fact, when it comes to this whole world of billiards or pool, I do not know much about it at all. Okay. 
What, gotcha. So I'm a, I'm on a whole different world on something like this. What, was this your life? Is this something that consumed you at a young age? Yeah, about 15. I uh, walked in a local room right on Arsenal Street, and I kept hearing these stories about someone named St. Louis Louis. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a mythical character, and uh, <laughs> he had to be at least 50 or 60. And one day, a couple of young guys walked in, about 21, and everybody in the pool room about the same time, they shouted, it's Louis. Mm-hmm. And it was Louis Roberts. And he was 21. Yeah. And he was already a legend. Yeah. Wow. What made him so good? So tell me, what's the difference between a great and a, and a legend? Well, Louis, like I say, he won so many events throughout the country. Um, at a young age, his father, he made a little score during a card game one night. He won enough money to buy a brand new pool table. You know, they had uh, like five siblings. So in comes the table and Louis became infatuated. And yeah. every day after school, he practiced for about six or eight hours. Now he also claimed to have 2010 visions. And that means, you know, what we see at 20 feet, Louis could see at 10. So Louis could actually see the outside edge of a pool ball I suppose, better than you and I. And he could cut a ball down a rail right into the pocket so well and so often. Hundreds of people say he was the greatest shot maker to ever hold a pool cue. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, how lucrative was it for him? (laughs) You know, it's funny you ask that. Um, When Louis, we hired him away from a pool room in Memphis to be the house pro at our room here in St. Louis. It was 1988. And the first day he, he came back, he called two or three of the local TV stations, Channel 5, 4, 2. He said, whoever calls me back first gets the exclusive interview. Channel 5 called back. And the very next <laughs> day, you know Art Holiday? Mm-hmm from Channel 5, him and a cameraman and a couple other people, they showed up. During the interview, Art Holiday point blank, asked Louie, Louie, how much money have you won? <laughs> he, said, he said, Art, I don't know how much I've won, but I've lost enough to put a down payment on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I say, Louie Louis was a natural comedian. He yeah. had some one-liners that uh, I'll just give you two or three of them. He, he said, jobs are for people that don't know how to gamble. Hmm. He, used to, he used to say that pretty often. And he said, they call money cold cash because it never stays in your pocket long enough to get warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one last one. He said, if you have a split personality, your job should pay you twice. I like that. So, yeah, maybe I should uh, use that in the next <laughs> contract negotiation. Well, I, I yeah. wonder with um, w- when you're a pool player, so the impression I get is that some of the money that you were making was under the table. People would come up, you know, okay, I bet you yeah. 100 bucks or something like that. So is that most of his income, or was it going on tour, playing in these professional tournaments and the, getting the prize money? What What do you think was his main driver of income? I'm just curious. Oh, it was gambling. Without question, there was uh, quite a few big cities here in the Midwest, on the West Coast, 
wow. Um, you know, the, the good thing about Louie, he played with the same enthusiasm for $5 a game or for 5000 mm. He just, Can't imagine. he was so, uh, he was so focused. <laughs> I saw him play uh, two different people at the same time on more than one occasion. He looked like a chess master going from table to table. <laughs> and he used to have to give a, a huge handicap to, you know, most anybody he played. He was, fa- he was famous. Wow. He was famous. I, and then, yeah. And he, he was actually uh, in a movie, which is kind of cool, but do you mind if we, uh, maybe after the break, we can talk about that. And he died at a young age, which is a, a sad tragedy too. Um, yeah, maybe we can talk yeah. about that after if people wanted to find your book, have pool Q will travel. Where can they go? Uh, the best place would be Amazon. And um, if you're local and you do get a book and you'd like me to sign it, I'm out at a place. Here comes a shameless plug. Yeah, go for it. TPC in uh, Valley Park, small room. But I'm out there two, three nights a week. You can contact me on Facebook. I'd be happy to sign it for nothing. Not a problem. Oh, that's cool. And I'm looking at the reviews on Amazon now. Uh, 4.9 out of 5 stars, 53 ratings, which is hard to do. Normally when mm-hmm. you see 5 stars on Amazon, it's because there's like two people that have rated it. You have 50 plus ratings based on a book that came out just a few months ago, so it's getting some great reviews on there. And right, now keep, keep in, in mind, mind pool, pool players aren't very internet savvy, and if I ask <laughs> yeah. them to leave me a review, I'm not asking for a good review, just a fair review. Uh-huh. They don't know how to do that. Yeah. So those reviews are good. They're legit. It's the book about St. Louis Louis Roberts, the book uh, Have Pool Q Will Travel. We'll continue with author Mark O'Brien, local here in St. Louis, coming up right after the break on Overnight America KMOX. Weekday mornings at 8.30, Charlie Brennan and Amy Marks Kors provide perspective on KMOX and KMOX.com. Have Pool Q Will Travel is the name of the book, which you can find now on Amazon. Joining us now is the author of that book locally here in St. Louis, Mark O'Brien. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, man. St. Louis, Louis Roberts. You have some photos of him and things. And normally when I think of someone that gambles a lot, I think that they make a lot of enemies. So did he have a lot of enemies? No, he was loved by probably 99.9% of the entire pool world. He was so entertaining, Ryan. If there was 40 top pros at a tournament, as soon as they called a match for Louie, like say on table number 11, St. Louis, Louie, you're playing such and such, the crowd would get up from where they're at to go over to get near Louie because you never know what he was going to do. He was unbelievably funny. I'll tell you one quick story. There's a famous cue maker by the name of Bob Mucci down in Mississippi. He invited Louie as the guest of honor at his home for a Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. And there was about 15 of the Michi family, and they're a little bit religious. And they asked Louie to say the, uh, the prayer. And Louie's like, me? And they're like, yeah, Louie, you're the guest of honor. Say the prayer. So Louie stood up and he said, rub-a-dub-dub, Thanks for the grub. Yay, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And that, that was Louie. That was Louie. That was Louie. 
Yeah, I was yeah. reading, too, that he was in a movie, The Color of Money, which was a Tom Cruise film. Very popular. People know that. And tell me about his role in that. Where He was in the pool hall? Well, he was hired as a uh, technical advisor. And what that meant was uh, him and four or five of the other top popular professionals, they were to teach Paul Newman and Tom Cruise how to play pool. <laughs> and Louis said that, you know, Newman had average skills to begin with, but Tom Cruise never played pool. So he was more difficult to teach. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it all, they both looked pretty good at the table. And um, I, I can tell you this, Tom Cruise and Paul Newman, they'll never forget St. Louis Louis, who, by the way, had a little black book of phone numbers. And he showed mm-hmm. me he had a contact number for both of them superstars. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give him a call after. If I ever get a chance to interview Tom Cruise, which is unlikely, I will make sure to remember our uh, pool friend here and see if he's got any stories. But was he actually in the movie or was he just uh, someone that was working behind the scenes uh, as a more advisory role? Um, he he was behind the scenes. You can actually see Louie about four times during the film. He He does shoot a trick shot, which is pretty cool. He told me that the reason he didn't get a speaking part in the movie was because he looked too much like Elvis Presley. Oh, weird. Huh? (laughs) That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of a shame because he died at a very young age. He was 41 when he passed away in 1991. Right. So what, what happened in those last years? Because I I read that he opened a pool school and, uh, you know, he was doing other things even, and he's still young, young, young. Yeah, well, he met a woman, you know, the old story, and he actually moved away from St. Louis out to Mesa, Arizona, and apparently she had a whole bunch of money and was, you know, backing Louie when he'd find a game for money, and he, uh, you know, he had some addictions, unfortunately, um, and he just couldn't beat them, and I actually talked to Louie like three times the night. He apparently took his own life. Mm. And I got to tell you, Ryan, you know, I was a police officer 20 years and um, nothing was wrong. He was so happy, jovial, full of stories. And he was telling me that uh, he wanted to get back to the practice table because there was a big tournament about two weeks uh, ahead of time. And then uh, my partner, who, by the way, um, was Louis's best friend, and he advertises on KMOX, hmm. one of the owners of SNL Coin, Larry oh, LaBarbera. Okay. He was, I heard a commercial as I was listening to your show earlier, and I'm like, why is that ironic? <laughs> so anyway, another, another plug. Um, and my partner called Louie when he got back home or got back out to the pool room, and then he got the bad news from a, a homicide detective. And the entire pool world just went into shock and sadness. It, it you know, I, I cried like a baby. I mean, I, I still feel terrible. So I did extra research to find out what happened. And I yeah, can't and, figure it out. And that's the thing. And so I'm, I'm, I have the book, a copy of it right now. So have pool, right. you will travel. And it's chapter 67. What's interesting is that people have ideas of what could have happened. There's speculation that you may have found and what you do is yes. a little bit of research to try to see if there's any merit, if there's any 
truth to any of those different rumors that are out there. And it sounds right. like even decades after his death, people are still talking about that incident. Oh, here in St. Louis, no one accepted the fact Louis took his own life. He just was full of life and he had so much to give. He wasn't done by any means, even though he was 41, you know, about nine months prior to the incident, it was March of 91. Mm -hmm. He won a big pro tournament up near Chicago and he beat some of the biggest names in pool. So he was not done by any means. And only one person might know what happened. And that was the woman in the house where it occurred. Mm. I wish I knew what happened. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. Sad. The book is Have Pool Q Will Travel, and it's about St. Louis Louis Roberts and author Mark O'Brien joining us here. It sounds like in the world of pool and the way that it's changed over the years, we're, we're looking at a time that in the first half of the interview, you mentioned smoky rooms and things that all of it changed. And today, so many different people have uh, pool tables in their basement. It's a big recreational thing. So if people are looking to remodel, it's almost a, a given that they're going to be researching, putting a pool table in their man cave or whatever it is. And, you know, so much uh, has changed in the, the sport. I'm wondering with the abundance of, you know, pool tables and things like that. Have people gotten better? Like it's because uh, so I always wonder, like, is St. Louis Louis good for his time? Or was he just like one of those once in a lifetime type of talents? Well, somebody like him doesn't come along often. However, little Fairview Heights, Illinois, right across the river. They have a guy, a younger guy named Justin Bergman. He's one of the top players in the world. And he's around here locally playing all the time. And he's also on the Moscone Cup team. And that is a, uh, that's a, tough, a tough team to uh, qualify for and uh, be a part of. They only take five players. And they play Europe once a year. It is the biggest thing in pool, USA versus Europe. And in my book, I broke down Justin Bergman versus St. Louis Louis then and now and i won't give away what i thought well the whole book i mean there's a lot of work that was put into it and we're talking about a couple of decades have now since been removed 30 years removed since right. uh, he passed away in 1991 what was the motivation for you to put this together so many years after you know i was talking to some, some old friends and um i took about uh, 13 years off a of pool myself but I started going back around when I retired from the police department here in St. Louis city and everybody I ran it, they asked me questions about Louie because they knew I was a very good friend of Louie. And then Larry started coming back out again. Every time we're somewhere, someone asks us something about Louie. And then I got to thinking, you know what? He deserves this. Now it took me two years. But I loved every minute of it because I really researched. I really did. Yeah, there's a lot of photos and things, and sometimes it's right. difficult to come across things like that. So did you did you have a lot of this already archived, or did you have to find people that had these photographs or memorabilia just stored somewhere? Yeah, the photos I got from uh, a lot of the uh, professional photographers, luckily, had some pictures of Louis. Uh, oh. Most of it's from memory, as I went on the road with Louis like four different times. And you can bet there's going to be a story. No matter what city he visits, there's, there's going to be a story. So, 
between Larry, myself, and a, a lot of the pool people, I was reminded of a couple of the stories, but uh, a lot of it is firsthand knowledge. Yeah, yeah he's he's good. I mean, I um, wonder, are there any archive videos of him out there? Can people actually see him in action? Or did you, is that long lost to time? Yeah, unfortunately, there's only a couple of videos available, unlike YouTube. And uh, one of them, Louis playing at a local, a great room, been around 50 years, Keelan Cushion Billiards in Overland, Missouri. And Louis was playing the top player from Kansas City, giving him a huge handicap. No one could believe it. And Louis beat the guy, given <laughs> a big handicap. I mean, big, you know. And uh, unfortunately, there's just not that much of video footage of Louis other than some TV station interviewing him, whether it's Memphis, Tallahassee, St. Louis. Those are available out there. Yeah. Yep. Well, again, if people wanted to pick up a copy or check out the book, Have Pool Q Will Travel, where can they find it? Um, Amazon would be the place. And again, if they're local and they'd like me to sign it, contact me on Facebook. I'd be happy to meet you. And, um, you know, I love it. I just love doing stuff like that. So feel free. Yeah. So just look up your name, Mark O'Brien, on Facebook? Correct. Perfect. Have Pool Q Will Travel, and it's the story of St. Louis Louis Roberts. Real great that we were able to hook up here. I know you sent me the book some time ago, and we waited yeah. till after the new year to do this. I'm glad we had a chance to do it tonight. Thank you for coming on and talking about the legend. Yeah, he, he definitely is a legend. Ryan, thank you so much for having me, man. Appreciate it. So, again, the author, Mark O'Brien, you can look him up. Have Pool Q will travel on Amazon. He joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. That was cool. Learned a thing or two about St. Louis history. If you're a pool player and you're in this region, I'm guessing you know the name and you might have had some fun hearing that. But if you didn't and you're like me who moved to St. Louis, maybe a transplant or not in that world, it was good to learn about one local legend and a little bit of history in that fashion. You can check the book out, too, if that interests you even more. Coming up after the break, we'll take a look at your weather and we're going to have a basketball coach, a pretty accomplished basketball coach, college basketball, author of a book called 10 Principles of a character coach and gary waters is joining us after the break on overnight america kmox call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. 
Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. So it's the book that came out in December, so one that is just nice and warm off the presses. It's called The Ten Principles of a Character Coach. Joining us now is Gary Waters. Thank you for coming on to KMOX. Well, thank you, Ryan, for having me. I'm thrilled because when I was reading your bio, we do have a connection because I also graduated from Central Michigan University. Oh, 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 oh that's that pretty great? good. When did you graduate? Uh, was a, I was not there when you were there. I graduated in 2005, so I understand you were there. Let's see, you went to Ferris State. I also grew up in the Detroit area, grew up in Taylor. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you ever okay. spent time there. <laughs> yeah, I know Taylor very well. And, you know, I, I had fun. Taylor was, uh, they had a lot going on when I was living there. But, I, you know, I was looking at all the local connections, and I love seeing these things. So I, when, I, when I wanted to bring it, I wanted to find at least some local connection. And for me, at least, it brought it right back home. But you have coached in a couple of different places, um, and you've had quite a coaching career, a college coaching career, including uh, Cleveland State, and then before that, Rutgers and Kent State. What really yeah. got you interested in coaching? Well, it was very early in my life that I got involved in coaching. Because uh, when I finished college, uh, I literally was uh, went on an internship for General Motors, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be an executive in General Motors. And I went on an internship, loved it, everything went well. And then at the end of it, I said, this isn't what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I got together with my wife and told her, I said, no, I really don't want to do this. You know, she had been waiting all year for me to, you know, all of a sudden take this job. Mm-hmm. And I said, I really, and she asked me, what do you want to do? And I said, what I really want to do is coach or change young men's lives. That was my whole concept. So mm-hmm. right from then, from right then and there, I immediately went into coaching. Wow. Right then and there. Now, Has it always been basketball? I give you this, when I went to General Motors and, and I was there and I was doing all that, and I, it was two summers in a row in my last summer in college, but I also got drafted into the NBA at that time. Oh, how about so, that? Yeah, so I had to make a decision. I went and tried out and it didn't work out. And I, when I came, when I, everything ended, I said, what should I do? And that's when I made that decision. I wanted to coach. Oh, great. What team drafted you? Uh, Detroit Pistons. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. Well, it's cool because it's hometown. You know, you get to, what a, if any team, you think, wow, this would be the one, the one that you grew up and were a part of. I'm sure you watched and listened to on TV and radio. Oh, that's exactly right. And, and the reason why I asked you about when did you go to Central Michigan, my son played for Central Michigan. He went oh, on, cool. he went four years there in Central Michigan. So I, that's why I asked you that question. Yeah. What years was he playing? 
Well, he had to play. Uh, Got to go back and think, because he's he's fifty now. Mm-hmm. So you go back uh, at least twenty 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 eight years, twenty nine yeah. years. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. Well, that's so good. I mean, they've done so many improvements to the campus and where they play basketball there. It's amazing the facilities college campuses can put together anymore. It's just remarkable. But, you know, so you go into coaching and you take some of the things that you've learned and you apply it. And I'm guessing much like a lot of first time coaches, you make some mistakes early on and things that you wish you can go back and correct. Is that a question oh. for me? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I thought we cut out there for a second. So, yeah, because I think about that, too. I think about even this is almost general for anyone. Like I think about myself and my early broadcast career. I think, oh, man, I wish I can go back and change these things. When, when you talk right. about the things that you learn, there's always this journey that people go through. And it's not that much different than I'm guessing the kids that you're coaching a lot of the times. They're going through their own journeys. You're going through your own journey. You're trying to learn certain things. I'm guessing you've learned a lot of things over the years. Yeah, it has been. I mean, when you think about uh, how, how many years I coached, 43 years, it's a lot that you learn in there. The, the do's and the don'ts, the needs and what you need and what, what can help you move forward and all these kind of things I learned from. And it really, you know, uh, culminated into who I was as a coach. And you start putting these principles together in the book, The Ten Principles of a Character Coach. And over the years, you start to recognize these sort of things Tell me, how do you recognize these principles, these things that are important, really, for developing character? Well, you know what, Ryan, first, what I had to do was decide when I, I, I was going into retirement, right? And I and in retirement, I said, what am I going to do in retirement? So at that moment, I started writing, and I wrote my a book called Journey Through the Eyes of a Character Coach. It's not, it, it's not out. But it's it will be out later because it's my autobiography, mm-hmm. and and when I decided I was going to talk about character, I, I, and I, what I did was write down all the journey, all the places I had been, and what occurred, and what type of character situation that was in that book. But when I got together with my editor and my publisher, they indicated to me that hey, you know, we like your book, everything's good, but. If you if you put this book out right now, no one will know. The only one that will come to this book and and come and purchase this book are people that know you. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he went on to say, what would be better if you had some writings before that, so they know who you are, and then they would gravitate towards your towards your autobiography. And that's when I created this ten principles of a character coach. And my whole thought pattern was, you know, I was looking at what's happening in, 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 at the time at college basketball, and I was looking at all the, the negative things that were, were occurring through, through coaching, through behavior patterns, all these kind of things. And I said, you know what, I need to put some information out so coaches know what are the right way to do things. And so that's when I created these 10 principles of a character coach. So uh, when you look at movies, television, things like that, they normally depict certain coaches in a a certain way. And they like to, um, you know, they they like to show all those very heartfelt moments. I'm guessing being a real coach in real life scenarios where you're with certain kids that have real life problems. It's not always that glorious. It's not always that well packaged. Right, right. 
And, and that happens. I mean, and you, and you have to expect that's what you're in there to do. You're in there to work with young men, or if you're a female coach, work with with young women. And and you got to make sure that you you uncover what is within them. Now, I'm mean, what am, what do I mean by that? You know, I went to a seminar one time, and they uh, and I sat down and listened to a guy that had written a book on on backpack. And, I, and I'm, I'm giving you this information. It's pretty unique to what you're saying. And he said, what we have, everyone carries a backpack. You know, when I grew up, we carried briefcases or shoulder backs. You remember that? But he says, everyone carried a backpack. And in that backpack, there's a lot of things that has happened throughout your life or at the beginning of your life to the end of your life. Now, in that backpack, you have to know when, you, when you're coaching a team, what's in your player's backpack. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, you better make sure you have someone on your staff that knows it. So what what I have put together in my mind is that when I when I get together with players and, and I'm recruiting and everything, I want to know all about them, what they're all about, to help them move forward. And that's what got me all started with this. Wow. Who are some of your favorite coaches, um, the, the people that you looked at as your peers that you really respected? Well, let me give you, you know, the first one I'm going to bring up is John Wooden. You remember him? Sure, of course. Of UCLA. And, and he is probably the ultimate character coach. And I, had a, and, I, and I read all his books, studied his information. And then the other one I kind of built my philosophy around was uh, Dean Smith. He, I, knew him, I knew him from being with Nike. So I got a chance to meet him personally, and I got a chance to understand what he was all about, and I really admired what he was doing. And then uh, the during my time, it was you had John Thompson, who was very good, a very good coach at the time, and so that was at Georgetown. So these guys, I kind of emulated many of the things that they did with their programs and in their lives. Yeah, and you start to learn these things, and, and you put them together. Is this primarily a book for someone that is a coach, or can you see these principles apply to everyday life, managers in a workplace, things like that? Oh, great question, Brian. It, 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 obviously, it's good for coaches, but it also is good for parents. You know, if you have a son or, or a daughter and they're going to college or they're going to, and they're in high school, you want to know, you want to make sure that the coach that's coaching them have some some positive principles. So it's good for them. And as leaders in business, it's good for them because they can take this information and use it with their employees. So I think it's a great book for basically anyone that's trying to move men and women around to be successful. Yeah. There's a lot of pressures that are on uh, anyone going to college and playing at a level where they have ambitions to go professional. And I think about the way that the world has changed and it's more than just social media, but there's a lot of other things uh, culturally that have changed. And, you know, uh, people are, you know, constantly pressed with all kinds of things that don't have to do with their performance on the court. Is it harder, do you think, today to coach uh, teens and young adults, things like if they're in college, 18, 19, 20, 21, than it was, uh, you know, a couple decades ago. You're exactly right, Ryan. It is. It's, and, you know, and I'm going to tell you something. Many coaches literally left the profession because they didn't want to deal with all the pressures and the issues. You know, AAU is involved is now in their programs. 
you know, I, and one of the people I remember that really struggled with a lot of that was Bobby Knight when he went from school to school at the end of his career. And you're talking about one of the better coaches in, at, of all times. And then uh, and, and Gary Williams, I, I knew him well and from uh, Maryland, and he struggled with that same thing. Now, let me give you this. You'll, you'll kind of uh, laugh at this, Ryan. My next book that's going to come out in 2022 is called Coaching Millennials from a Character Perspective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. So, There's a lot of need. About, the book is all about millennials and how they, you know, how, how you have to coach them and work with them and understand them. And the things you're talking about is exactly what I had to do when writing that book. Yeah, there's there's a lot of outside things that contribute to a person. And just looking at the last couple of decades, there's been a lot of changes just to the atmosphere of everything. So that all makes sense. And I'm a late millennial, so I'm 37. And technically, okay. I'm a millennial, but I'm different from a 25-year-old millennial. Our experiences growing up were different. So there's a wide range of us out there with different types of needs. <laughs> and you're exactly right. And, and, and when, I, when I wrote this 10 Principles, the whole purpose was not about uh, individual group. It was, it was about young men and women trying to get them to move in the right direction with the right principles. And if you're a coach, what, I, what it was designed to do is give you some alternative ways to coach because some of the things we see out there may not be the right ways. Yeah. Do you mind holding on after the break? I'd love to talk to you more about your book. Okay, Definitely. It's Coach Gary Waters with us, and his new book's out called Ten Principles of a Character Coach. You can find it online. It, uh, you can just do a quick search for Ten Principles of a Character Coach. We'll continue with them right after the break on Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. And welcome back. It's Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker, online, too, if you wanted to look us up, Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook. And joining us now is the author of a new book, uh, Basketball Coach Gary Waters, and his book's called Ten Principles of a Character Coach. Thanks again for spending time with us tonight on KMOX. Oh, you're welcome, Ryan. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, so now that uh, you're writing, uh, you're retired from coaching, you have a little bit more time, have you checked out the Apple TV show Ted Lasso? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I did. I've seen it one time. Yeah, Ted Lasso, so he's a American uh, football coach, but then he goes overseas to coach a football team, which they're at soccer, you know. So there's right, a little right. bit of a learning curve in things, but his whole big thing is coaching to the character and trying to bring the best out of the people off the field. And I was curious your thoughts on his coaching style. Well, I think it's pretty unique, and uh, and with many people today, if they were able to, to get to the inner self of people, I think it could really help them, and that's what I think he's doing. He's trying to get to the inner sanctum of each per each player he has under under his leadership, and he's and and he want to you know from that take it into their they can relax out there on the field and and do things, and they and also that. They're committed to be together, work together as a team, and, and that's very important in the sport he's in. It takes a lot of effort. Um, when I watch the show, I think, man, he's on top of it. He's constantly working with the uh, athletes nonstop, and it's almost like he's always 
on call. Is it like that being a college basketball coach? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's constant. And now the only difference is, you know, at, at, at certain levels, you have more coaches. So you got more people working with them. However, you still have to make that commitment to them. And, and, and you have to make the commitment to them throughout the entire day because your goal is to make them become the best they can be, not only on the basketball court, but on, but in the, in the classroom as well as in their personal lives. So you gotta, you gotta constantly teach and, and give them understanding what life is all about. Just to give you an idea about that, Ryan, one of the things that I did when I coached him, I ended it when I I retired, I I taught my players a class. It's called success class. And and it's not for credit or anything like that. It was only designed so I can bring them together. We sit down and talk. I gave them, I would have a textbook for them for each, each year that I coached, that I coached that they, for that year, they used that textbook. But the whole class was designed to teach them to define success for themselves and don't let the world do it. And and it came to a point where they they end up understanding that, you know, the effort and how hard I work and the commitment I make to something, it, I'm successful, regardless of the outcome. And I think they take those kind of things into their playing experience. Hmm. And I, I think about these things. So the book is 10 Principles of a Character Coach. And if you just talk about the principles of a character coach, and based on working in a college program, there's going to be turnover. Uh, sometimes, you know, the athletes, they don't make the cut. Sometimes they graduate. Sometimes they decide to enter the league. Or There's all kinds of other things that could happen. And you find yourself starting over with new faces every year. And sometimes that can be difficult right. to work with. So I, I think about the principles of things. How important is it to have principles, something that you can build from, a bedrock to build from. So even though you may be starting over again, at least your principles are uh, intact so you know what you're building with. Well, and you know, that's very, very important, Ryan, because you you need to be consistent with young kids and young men, young women. I mean, you really have to be consistent because today it's a different, it's a different child and they really analyze you all the way to the end. So you gotta, I mean, you have to put time into them. You have to show them that you care, but you got to also show them the importance of what what's in the world so they can move forward. And, and, and you give them all kinds, you know, like in the book, I talk about work, uh, hard work and that's important. I, t- I talk about loyalty and, and how much you need to value loyalty. And for my coaches, you know, I even talk in the book about uh, empowering and serving your coaches to make them better coaches. So they can go out and eventually get get a job or move forward. And then at the end, it ends with an area which I call legacy. Because as a coach, you want to leave a legacy that you're, you're moving people forward and, you, and they're becoming better in who they are. And it's nothing any better than your character to make you better there. Right. I have one last question, and this is from our producer back in the studio, and this is a great question. So our KMOX sports director, Tom Ackerman, he's worked here at KMOX for many years. He's a proud graduate of the University of Indiana back in 2001, your Kent State upset number four Indiana in the NCAA tournament. So do you have anything you would like to uh, mention to Tom? Because that hurt him a lot. <laughs> well, tell Tom, don't feel so bad because it, there's a lot of upsets throughout history in college basketball. But that was a great time for our program. I know it wasn't so great for for Indiana at the time, but it really elevated our program 
to the next level. And uh, and we had some very good players during that time. And it just, you know, it turned out that we were victorious. So was Bobby Knight still there at that time? No, no, they had uh, another coach, the coach that was after him. Um, yeah. I can't oh, that's remember. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and but, they had but, another person then. But he had a good team. He had a really good team. They were, number, as you said, number four in the country. And yeah. uh, and ours was a big upset. And, you know, when you get in those type of games, especially when you're coming from a mid-major program, you want to make sure that you play your very best at the time you're playing. Because that team could be better than you as a team, but at that given moment, if you're playing your best, you may be better than them during that game. And that's exactly oh, yeah. what happened. You know, and, and uh, one thing I learned in broadcasting, and someone I worked with told this to me, he said that there's going to be about, I don't know, 100 people more qualified for you in any job that you apply for, but you're the one that got the chance. And that always stuck with me. I don't know why. And there, there's something to that. So there's always that time. You, you can have your time. And, and it, it could be upset or not. And what Ryan, is that you got to take advantage of that time. That door yeah. is open, so you got to take advantage of it. And that's what exactly happened in that game. Yeah. Uh, Coach Gary Waters in the book, 10 Principles of a Character Coach. You can search for it online. It just came out. 10 Principles of a Character Coach. Parents, coaches, leaders, this would be a great book for you. Thank you so much for coming on to KMOX tonight. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Ryan. Let me tell you one other thing, because you asked me a question about, you know, who is it good for and everything. Right now, I'm involved in something with the police department. I'm teaching them a character development workshop. So it can go to all different types of people. Oh, this is perfect. And that's the thing. It's universal. Thank you so much, Gary Waters, for coming on tonight. I really enjoyed the conversation. Oh, thanks. It's been been great talking with you, Ray. Ten Principles of a Character Coach. Go look it up. It's KMOX. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 